G'day, you're listening to Boys on the Web. I'm your host, Connor Buckley. In this episode, we will be talking about our young ones and how they can cope in an environment where smart technology is so accessible. I will talk to Childspace founder Robin Christie about how it can impact their learning. So without further ado, let's get amongst it. Boys on the Web. Today, we are talking about the future, more specifically, the ones that will be living in it. The ones that have only just learned to speak will be running human society in decades to come. That is if artificial intelligence doesn't exterminate our species, Mark Zuckerberg. Things have been progressing very quickly in terms of smart technology. I'm from a generation where we grew up climbing trees and playing outside with our friends. Mobile devices were slow, clunky and basic. We wanted them, but we didn't have much use for them. When I was 11, touchscreen smartphones arrived and changed everything. They were expensive, but had so many capabilities that made them a must-have. But questions also arose from concerned parents. Are these devices healthy for us? Could these be harmful or addictive for my children? How do I message Jeanette on the Facebook again? Smart technology has given us access to instant information. It could totally be a great learning tool for young kids, but the information is so unregulated and some of it's simply false. There is also an ocean of games, movies and TV shows to binge. Surely that can't be healthy. I'm worried that young children aren't going to be playing outside and climbing trees like I did, but I'm not qualified to speak about this with certainty. Incredible New Zealanders Robin Christie and his wife Tony founded an early childhood centre called Childspace in 1994, which has grown to multiple centres across Wellington. I went to visit Robin at his workshop. So in a time where smart technology has become more available, do you think it could affect the way that young boys learn? Yes, absolutely. Basically, the in a lot of ways, technology, like the formats that you're talking about has become almost a survival skill so children are being exposed to iPads and uh, telephones and other digital media much earlier on in their lives so there are two ways of looking at this the first is to say well it is a survival skill they are going to need to interact with these sort of uh, machines if you like in their future therefore the earlier we involve them in a positive way the the better they're going to be able to get on in life the counterpoint to that is that children are in danger of losing many of the other skills that we're looking to help them develop over time and we're talking about things like even fine motor skills but also uh, physical fitness the ability to dare I say climb a tree to be able to take risks in a physical uh, in in their physical lives the other part of it of course is that uh, in a time when we seem to be more connected than ever through the through the medium of the internet and social media it seems that in fact loneliness is increasing. Now that's a, that, that's, a, that's a paradox. But So we've got to look at the kinds of relationships that, that children are developing over, the social, over these social media platforms. So uh, coming back to, to early learning, which is my, as an early childhood teacher, that's, that, that's my passion, is about how children learn in the sort of first five to six years of their life. And of course, these are the most important years of your life as far as development go. Connor, you yeah. know this. Um, 
a lot of the things that we're focusing on to provide for children can't be taught through the medium of of the internet so while we might have some children who are extremely good at naming the cheetah is the fastest animal on earth and that the icebergs are melting at an alarming rate because they've only ever experienced those things through the medium of their screen they're actually quite still quite unaware of how a flower forms how the um, how mud feels squelching through their toes how <laughs> the, how to how to be responsible around fires yeah. so there is quite a, a disconnect of experience between learning things through an electronic lens and actually learning about them in real life now I mean fire is a classic example in a lot of ways because we spend so much time lighting fires with children they've got a very at early childhood level, we're talking about children as young as two, they've got a very good understanding of how fire works, how to keep safe around fire, and uh, and, and yeah, the, the, the power of fire. Now they're never going to be able to learn that through an iPad. That's just impossible. The, the, the sensory overload, if you like, that you get from actually experiencing things in real life cannot be cannot be uh, had through, through a screen. So in some ways, and you know, a lot of parents come to us as educators in early childhood and say, you're not going to light fires with 18 month old children, are you? Or two and a half year olds? They're going to go and throw themselves into it. <laughs> well, yeah, those parents will be pleased to know that their children are in fact very confident and very competent. And the only way that we're really going to allow children to learn about things like fire is by experiencing it in real life. In a lot of ways, we compare it to road safety. Can you imagine trying to teach children how to cross a road without ever taking them anywhere near a road? Only showing them a series of flashcards. Yeah. Or, or yeah, sure. here's a short video, sit down here and at the end you'll know what you're doing. <laughs> so the other thing that we're te teaching a lot of in early childhood and, uh, and, and again we're setting the foundation for the rest of our lives is the idea of values in children. So interpersonal values we're talking about respect and empathy and trustworthiness and play now, these are attributes that are going to carry you through your whole life, much more than knowing what a triangle is or how to spell your name. They'll come later. Those inherent values that are going to carry through your whole life are really learnt in the early childhood years. And the only way to learn that is by interacting with other human beings with the support of a sensitive adult. So what can we do to help uh, make a positive impact on a child's learning? care. Yeah. You actually have to care for these young people. Sometimes I think we get so caught up with the cerebral nature of learning about uh, emerging literacy, emerging numeracy, scoring well on tests. The other thing is that you know, schools can judge themselves by how their students score on, on uh, nationally standardised tests. That the most important thing that we can do to help a child learn is to form an actual real connection with an emotional connection where they feel valued, where they feel like they're in a place where what they do matters. And it matters not only to their score test, but it matters to another human being. It is that it is that connection between teacher and learner, or between learner and teacher as well, because uh, as you'll know from our core theory, the, one of the traditional Māori ways of looking at education, Teachers and learners are the same. There is a balance between them and there is a, a, the, the, the information does not flow one way. It's a, it's a reciprocal relationship. So for me, that is the most important thing that we can do to help young learners is to form 
and emotional attachment with them. At the end of the day, you can't stop kids getting involved with smart technology. It's no doubt going to be a large element in their future, and the future of mankind. But early on we need to enforce a healthy relationship with technology, and that may mean teaching them how to be safe on the internet, implementing safe search filters on browsers, limiting the time they spend using devices such as tablets and computers, and encourage them to spend time outside and playing with friends. Extracurricular activities can be a great way to get your child out and about. Getting your children involved with sports can be a very positive setting for them. This way they can socialise with teammates and stay active at the same time. Just don't be that one dad that takes his kid's sports game way too seriously. Nobody likes that guy. I also want to quickly address video games. They are evil. I'm just kidding. I feel like a lot of parents are quick to think that they are bad for kids, but there are plenty of video games out there that encourage creativity, problem solving, and hand-eye coordination. There are even games that focus on child education that are fun and engaging. Often it's much easier to learn things when you're having a blast doing it. Although you'll already know that this is something you want to limit, as they might get square eyes. At least that's what my mum told me. It's crucial that we take care of young kids and educate them in a manner that balances the expanding world of technology and also real life skills. The young ones of today are very important people, as they will be the ones taking care of this planet tomorrow. They are the future. I'd like to thank Robin Christie for featuring on this podcast. What an absolute legend. I'd also like to thank all of you for listening to Boys on the Web. I hope you had as much fun listening as I did making this podcast. Maybe someday in the future I'll make more podcasts. But time will tell. This has been Boys on the Web. I'm your host, Connor Buckley.